Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's 107 p.m. Wisconsin time. Hello from Wisconsin. I know you guys are in California and Australia and Europe. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It means a lot to me. Shout out to all you guys. Nobody in Wisconsin will listen to my podcast. Isn't that funny? Oh, before I forget, inst- okay, I really need your guys' feedback. For any of you guys who are listening, instead of calling Mrs. Paranormal True Paranormal Experiences, should I change... You guys listening? Should I change it to uh, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural podcast? I'm really thinking about doing it just because it's my team and maybe I'll get more listeners. Um, please email me, p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. Put podcast in the subject field. Let me know. Should I change it to Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural podcast? It makes sense to me, right? I already have a YouTube channel. Um, I have a Facebook page. I don't know. Maybe I'll get more followers. Not that that's my, I mean, blah, whatever. It is a goal, but it isn't a goal. It is a goal, but it isn't a goal. Let me know, you guys. Come on. Please let me know. Should I change the name? But it, obviously, I'm not going to change the podcast. I'm still going to do stories and stuff, but I think it makes more sense. I'll still address it as Mrs. Paranormal because <clears throat> I am Mrs. Paranormal. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, so I'm thinking about doing that. What do you think? Okay, I will give you guys, if I don't get any emails in, before the next podcast, next Sunday, I think next Sunday, I will, if I don't get any emails, I'm going to change it. If I don't hear any, if I don't hear any feedback from you guys, I will change it to Wisconsin Educators on Supernatural podcast. If I do hear something back, um, I think it's a good idea, but I just need a little bit of feedback because... You know, I do it for you guys. I do it all for you. California, Europe, Australia. Let me know, man. P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I at gmail.com. Podcast in the septic field. Thank you. Then I'll open it up. So, what's going on with me? Not a goddamn thing. (laughs) It's cold outside. It's sunny. It's like 15 degrees out there. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I did some shoveling some snow this morning. Yay. Coming from California, I'm still not used to it, you guys. Uh, house has been relatively quiet, um, some bumps and bangs here and there, but it could be because I have a, uh, a, uh, what you call it, in the basement, <laughs> um, what you call it, a broiler, boiler, a broiler, boiler, you know, it heats the house up and stuff like that through pipes in the wall, copper pipes in the wall, and you got the, the heating things on the, on the baseboards of the house, so it could be the house, but I have to say, you guys, Something has been happening recently in here, in my room, office, game room, whatever you want to call it. I'll be sitting here, and I hear two boards, like, walk, like, like there's something walking on it. And a couple times I thought it was my cat. I'm like, well, no, my cat's laying on me. It, it, it literally sounds like something's walking on the board, like step, step, because the boards are moving. Or at least that's what it sounds like, and it's only in here. So... I don't know. It's happened quite frequently, and I don't... And, and like usual, even though I'm a paranormal investigator, you dismiss it. That's your instinct is to just freaking dismiss it. And I can't say it happens with the heater on or the heater off, but it's always by my arm wall, and that's not even near the heater. But it's, like, right there. Like, I don't know. I can't figure that one out. So that that's, I would say, the most interesting thing that's been going on. Um, yeah. So... So last night, 
excuse me, I'm at home, obviously. It's too cold to be. I'm sitting on my futon. Yeah, last night I was watching one of the girls from Metapsychics on YouTube. And she was showing how she's going to make a vision board. So she goes to the store, she gets her cork board, and she, mind you, she's very young. Nothing wrong with that. It's pretty cool to see her um, going through on these new adventures and, and things like that. And she puts all this stuff on her on her vision board. And basically, I think people who are more spiritual uh, will use vision boards, okay? Witches and spiritualists and mediums and psychics and... <clears throat> excuse me, right? So what you do is you go online, you find what you want. It could be a one vision it could be two visions and you put it on a board like if you want a bigger house or you want to be I don't know if you want to go live in Australia or something you know you put whatever you're whatever you want to happen on this vision board and you put it out to the universe right and the universe sees this and a lot of things a lot of people I know okay I lied one person I know <laughs> The Witch's Crookery, she's on YouTube. She is so awesome, you guys. She's got this really strong German accent. I absolutely love her. Oh my gosh, she's so much fun. Anyways, she did a vision board from like two years ago. Of of And sure shit, the stuff she has on her vision board, it's happening. Because it's almost like you tell your subconscious and then it it works. The universe starts to guide you in that direction to make, to... The universe will give you um, what you need. How does that work? It'll give you what you need, not what you want or something like that. That's kind of how the universe works, right? You need it. Long Sorry, confusion there. But anyways, vision boards do work. I had never actually made a full vision board. I've got a little whiteboard that says like Twitch podcast, paranormal locations, obviously weight control, and abundance. That's what I have. I don't have any pictures of little things. I just put some dollar signs up. But you can be more detailed and, and get pictures and, and post them up there and whatever you're thinking of it. Anyways, so these these uh, vision boards can work, right? And you have to be very positive. If you're a negative person, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I ain't going to. I'll put it up to but I know it's not going to happen. It won't happen. So I thought that was neat to watch her build this vision board. I'd really like to see, she did a ton of stuff on her vision board, <laughs> a ton. So I'd like to see a lot of that come full fold for her. And she's in the right direction. It's almost like when somebody does a tarot card reading for you, right? Or if you've ever had one, the tarot cards kind of give you like a snapshot of what could happen, but it's up to you to make it happen, to follow that path. That's kind of like what a vision board is. It gives you, you're giving the universe the path. It's up to you to follow through on that path. That's why I think you have to look at it every day to put it in the back of your mind, subconscious. So you start to do things that make things happen. Like me, I would like to obviously my Twitch to grow for gaming. Um, my podcast, obviously I'd like to grow. Paranormal locations, I got to keep a fire under my ass to do it because otherwise I'll be out I'm horrible, you guys, for um, talking myself out of shit. I do it all the frickin' time. That's why I don't go anywhere, because I talk myself out of it. And I guess it's called an excuse? I don't know. But anyways, 
Sorry if I'm rambling on, but anyways, let me know if you guys think I should change the name to Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural Podcast instead of, um, and then also my issue is I don't know what category it is. Is it science? Is it, um, spiritual? They don't have anything for ghost hunting on all these podcasts, you guys. They don't have a category that says ghost hunting or paranormal investigating. Either it has to be science or spiritual or comedy. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, you guys. So I found some interesting stories. I don't recognize any of these. So sorry that I babbled on, but usually that's what the first part of the podcast is about. It's about me babbling on and is my house is quiet. And other than those two boards creaking like somebody's walking in here, that's about it for now. Uh, and as far as those antique stores, my thought was in April, after I investigate, after I check to see what their hours are, I may take a weekday off and go check out the um, antique stores because they're not that far from me. So that's what I'm thinking now. And April is usually pretty good weather. It gets better. Spring's coming. And then I got the investigation, the public one in May, where I'm not a tour guide. I'll be part of the tour. I can't wait to see who's going to be there. They're going to be like, Patty, what are you doing here? <laughs> I can't wait to see their expressions. <laughs> you paid for the tour? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So that'll be fun. Um, and what else? There's places here in Wisconsin I can go to that aren't that far away. The thing is, if I go by myself, I'd prefer not to drive more than like two hours away just because I get bored on the road and... I, I get too bored, you guys, on the road. I'm just like, I can't do this by myself. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for now. So, again, um, if I don't get any emails by the time my next podcast comes out, I am going to change the name of this podcast. It's the same thing, same stories. I'm just merging it into uh, my team, my, my uno team, because I am the only one on the team because, yeah. So, anyways, pretty much just me. <laughs> All right, on with the stories. Here we go. All right. All right. You guys, there is an ambulance uh, right next door to me, so you may hear some sirens go off. Um, there's an engine, and there's an ambulance a couple houses down, just FYI. All right, so here we go. It's called The Unexpected Roommate. Moving into a college dorm for the first time is always a little nerve-wracking, but for Candy, it became a scary. It became a scary. It became scary for different reasons. One night, Candy came home to her empty dorm room. While this was normal because her roommate usually works overnight, for some reason, this night felt a little different. When she brushed off that feeling and fell asleep for a while, shortly after, she woke up to her roommate's red LED lights being on, and she assumed that she had gotten back from her shift. Now, being on the bottom bunk, Candy pushed her feet up onto the roommate's mattress on the underside just to jostle her like she always does. However, not only was it much heavier than usual, but there were unfamiliar moans coming from the top bunk. And that's when Candy realized that it was a, it was a little too early for her roommate to be back from work. And she began wondering if she was really alone in the room. I don't know. Maybe it's her roommate brought somebody home. That's actually an interesting story. Why didn't she get out of bed and check it out? I don't know. Next one, Black Cat. And his cousin were about 10 years old when they were playing on a street outside their aunt's house with their friends. This was a popular lane for children to play on, especially on a hot summer day. At the end of the lane, there was a dead end that everyone called Dead End Alley. There was also an abandoned house there. 
with lots of dark rumors that were eventually deemed to be true. One day, they heard a baby crying from the dead-end alley. One of the cousin's friends decided to go investigate. While he never revealed what he saw, it was obvious it was something he would never forget. The end. <laughs> Short and sweet. Unforgettable breathing. Why does every time we do this podcast, I get nasally? the fuck? This is a narrated story by Alex, recalling an incident that had happened while he was a junior in high school. While he was going to sleep late one night, he noticed his older brother snoring came from the other room. That was something that he was used to, so it's like no big deal, right? However, he did remember that his brother wasn't in town that weekend, which caused him to panic. The breathing that he heard that he figured that he... The breathing that he heard and the figure that he saw is something he still thinks about to this day. The end. (laughs) Ta-da! Grandma knows best. We'll call her Amy or Annie. We'll call her Anne. Anne was driving home on a foggy night when her phone call with her husband got disconnected. They weren't really, there weren't really any other cars around. And so when she passed an old lady who was trying to hitchhike, she picked her up. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? God. This woman asked to be referred to as Grandma. And she was talking about how she had been looking for an escape from this road. The entire ride was spent by Grandma lecturing her on the fact that she needs to focus on the road or they would never make it out. What? After a series of events, the old lady and all the fog suddenly disappeared. Did she dream the whole thing? Did the old lady make it out? Who knows? Okay. The pool table. Uh, We'll just call this one Grins. And his family on a three... Let's back up, back up, back up. Let's just call him G, Okay. G and his family of three decided to get a new pool table for their house, and they ended up buying one which was previously owned by someone who passed away. After the first night of enjoying the game together the, and the family went to bed, the reader user woke up to the sound of the pool of pool being played again and figured maybe his dad had, you know, like someone over. However, after hearing the dad snore, what? snores and seeing his brother asleep, he realized that that couldn't be the case. So he spent the next week pretend, pretending that the laughs and the thuds he heard at night were just his brother and his dad. Was it all in his head? Were they really alone? Hmm. Haunted pool table. Interesting. Nightmares at the lake. Whoa. Okay, boy. Shared a traumatizing story of what happened at the lake seven years ago to him, Sam, and his brother, Rick. It's just the way it's written, guys. Considering this involves two brothers on a camping trip, this would be perfect to scare to tell around a campfire. While choosing a spot to set up for camp for the night, Rick began joking about how he wanted to swim in the in the dirty lake. Ew. Sam didn't think it was funny, but ended up having a nightmare about it that night. Little did he know his nightmare would come true the next day. Uh Read the story of how Rick recalls the end of Sam's life that day and why nobody believes that he's telling the truth. There's no link. There's nothing there to follow up on. What the hell? Light up shoes, number seven. Remember how cool it was that we thought, like, having light up shoes were, like, awesome, right? You know, like, the ones you walk in and they light up, right? Well... However, let's see what we got here. However, have you ever seen a pair walk on their own? We'll call this guy Pin. <laughs> Shared his experience of what happened when he bought his son a pair of 
starting first grade. So he bought his son a pair of these light-up shoes on first grade, okay? And during the first night in their new house, he started seeing the blue lights from the shoes shine in random places. He knew his son wasn't playing with them, so he was confused by this situation. At night, he had heard the shoes running down the hall and nobody occupying them. Every morning, he wakes up to the shoes next to his bed, regardless of whether or not they were there the night before. Obviously, he is uncomfortable by this, but he chooses to keep it to himself. That's bizarre. Freaking, maybe the cat was playing with them or if they have a dog and the dog is picking up. <laughs> I don't know. That's freaking weird. <laughs> hide and seek. <sighs> this story of how a simple game of hide and seek, hide and seek, hide and seek went terribly wrong. Uh, we'll call this one nowhere. Explains how he watched his own twin brother, Dave, lose his life by hiding in a decayed tree trunk. It's a short story, so we'll see. After realizing he could no longer hear anything while he and his twin were hiding, he realized that something is wrong. Before he knew it, a creature came out of nowhere and was shoving David into his jaws. The narrator tried to do some tried to the narrator tried to do everything he could to help, but he was gone within a blink of an eye. He completely expected to be his turn next. But his father pulled him out and asked him, David where he is hiding. This is a great scare What the fuck? What ate who? Who? Huh? Good lord. If you guys hear weird noises, it's my tummy making weird noises. Shoot. Caleb's sister. We'll call this one McCarthy. McCarthy wrote a story of a woman whose five-year-old son, Caleb, sees his sister Abby at night. However, Caleb does not have a sister, and she has trouble understanding exactly what Caleb is, t- is talking about. The story's on the longer side. Oh, apparently, it's a long story. Caleb does not have a sister, and she has trouble understanding exactly what Caleb is talking about. She who? What? Oh, God. Good Lord. Oh, my Lord. That was horrible. That made no fucking sense. Oh, my God. That made no sense. Okay, so McCarthy wrote a story of a woman whose five-year-old son, Caleb, sees his sister, Abby, at night. However, Caleb does not have a sister, and she has trouble understanding exactly what Caleb... She who? What? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Moving on. Oh, good lord. So that was weird. That didn't make any sense. There was, Unless I missed something on that one, you guys. I don't know. And they always have these links. I'm on the lineup. 16 books to hunt your days at night. They always have these books. Links for books. Like... And there's like little links that you go here, and of course you're going down the rabbit hole like I've mentioned before. These stories I'm looking at I've read before I read last time. Um, those were short. It didn't it say 22 stories or 12 stories? That was only nine, I think. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, here's some pictures that uh, do no good at all for you guys because you can't see the pictures. They're just and these pictures are just lame. Totally explainable, hundred percent. Like the plantation ones, cemetery, they're 100% explainable. You know, like a figure in Alcatraz. I don't see nothing here. <sighs> Shadow mystery at Porter House. I got nothing. I see nothing. Oh, back. A lot of these are very explainable. You just sort of zoom in. You go, okay, I see what it is. I get it. It's a pareidolia. You know, like when you see something that's not really there. Uh, you're making something out. 
it's it's normal for your brain to do that. There's one called Lady Grey at the Chillingham Castle, and this shows this dude standing there. In 2009, it was just a quick snapshot of our ghost tour. Um, nothing too special, or so I thought. Upon further review, I noticed that there was a figure behind William at the gate. A figure that was not there when the picture was taken. There was absolutely no one else in the area. Let's see. I see nothing. See, it's... it's if, if, if you have to sit there, in my opinion, if you have to sit there and try and find what they see, or if they circle it, like this one, this next one, it's Miranda Torres Coffin. This picture was taken on a family road trip to the Myrtles Plantation in St. Francisville in 2011. We went on the tour where I felt a cold spot. I also felt like we were being watched, which led to my photos of the window. Again, they circle it. it honestly, you zoom in. I don't see anything. I don't see anything like pareidolia. Little things like that. That's just my opinion, you guys. Um, orbs, I've mentioned before, I am not... I've talked about orbs before. I don't know. I don't know. It's just too easy to, to uh, I guess, want to say debunk. So, um, what else do we got here? Um, yeah, pictures are they're easy to figure out. And sometimes you feel kind of bad if people send you photos. And you, you don't want to bum them out. But a lot of times it can be explained. You know? Flying orbs. You got a ceiling fan going, man. The heater's on. The AC's on. So, just little things like that. Um, Ten haunting ghost stories that every book lover needs to read. Uh, See, you just keep going. You just keep going. Just keep going. Anyways, you guys, email me. Let me know if I should change the name of the podcast. If I don't hear anything by anyone, I'm going to do it on my own anyways. <laughs> Isn't that funny, you guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. 10 creepy real-life encounters with shadow people. 2018. 15 people revealed true creepy encounters changed them forever. Um, maybe I can scroll through these. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. Oh, here's a quick story. Uh, we'll call her Anna. Has had a few, a few encounters with shadow people, but there's only one... That truly terrified them. On a summer evening, they stayed up late watching television with their sister. As they go up to the, as they go got up to go to bed, they passed by the front door and saw a Native American man standing in the frame. He stood about six five and wore a black suit with an old-fashioned top hat, and had long hair and sharp blue eyes. The user screamed, making their sister jump up and impulsively throwing the salt shaker at the figure. Excuse me, the shadow person. Face fell into what seemed like a sorrowful expression, then shimmered away through the front door. Later, when describing the experience to their father, he said that the shadow person sounded like a description of his great uncle who died when he was young. Ooh, I don't recognize these guys, these, these stories. When Icy was about five or six, they went to their backyard to play on their trampoline and saw three men. That's not good. They were standing side by side wearing matching hats and were pitch black. They yelled at the creepy figures to get off. Meaning off their property? What? Their parents heard the shouts and raced downstairs. To this day, the parents recall how frightened their kids, kids was. Icy 
told their parents that there were three people on... Oh, the three people were on the trampoline? But when they looked back, the shadow people had vanished. They didn't step on the trampoline for two years. But this isn't the end. Their grandmother described waking to a dark figure standing above her many times as their old house, like when they're in their old house. Now, one night, their mother woke up, saw a similar figure standing over their dad. They moved houses since, but the shadow people seem to have followed them. Why would the why would they be standing on their trampoline? <laughs> I get it. That's why they're yelling to get off because they're on their trampoline. I get it. After a poor night of sleep, we'll call him Cody, laid down midday to take a nap. They recall a strange feeling in their head, but believed it to be a side effect of sleeping of sleep depriv- deprivation. Then from the corner of the room they heard they heard South Park as if there were as if there was a television sitting beside their bed, although there isn't. A ringing and a high-pitched whooshing sound joined in the chorus. I'm confused. No matter how hard they tried, they couldn't lift their arms or head. Okay, so he was, um... Ah, I forgot that's called already. Then they heard a knock on the window. Behind the glass pane crouched dark faces figure. What the fuck? A second figure... Of identical stature entered the ro- through the bedroom door and sat on the edge of the bed. The shadow person spoke, I would be afraid too. This is what nightmares are made of. Oh my god. What the hell? What the frack? Okay, here's the last one. Number five, we'll call him Mac. Earliest memory involves a shadow person. They were two or three years old at the time and recalled waking to see a shadow on the wall besides their crib. How do they remember this, you guys? A shadow with bright white eyes. It, start, it started moving towards them. They moved to the other side of the crib, but another shadow person was approaching from the side as well. Neither creature had any form that they could easily be discerned. Uh, they were just pitch black against an already shadow wall. With nowhere to go, they crouched in the center of their crib. Their parents recall... Uh, Mac telling them the shadows were trying to get them. How? Three years old, you guys? How do you remember that? I don't remember anything like that. I mean, I, I don't. I don't remember shit like that. I remember when I was about two or three, I was learning how to ride a horse, but I don't necessarily remember. I remember seeing pictures of me on a pony, but I don't necessarily remember. I can't remember when I was in my freaking crib. I don't. How did these people do it, you guys? I don't, it's awesome that they can recall that stuff, but really? Wow. That's crazy. Okay, here's one, another short one. Shadow people, what the hell? In sixth grade, uh, we'll just say, um, we'll give, I don't even know, so says, whatever, so says, <laughs> attended a barbecue at a local park. After a day of playing with their classmates, it was time to head home. The older concludes it. The older kids, including Rita User, were tasked with collecting their younger kids and getting them ready to leave. The park wasn't that big, so finding all the kids proved easy. But then things took a turn towards the paranormal. About halfway across the park, they saw a dark figure of what appeared to be a toddling small child. What the hell is the toddling small child? Thinking it was one of the kids they were looking for, the user and their friend ran after the shadow yelling at it to stop. When the figure reached the edge of the park, it turned white, 
dropped on all fours, ran up the tree like a cat, and leapt over the wall. The user and their friend ran away terrified, unsure of what exactly they saw. Hmm. Hmm. These are actually pretty good. I can save these for the next podcast because there's... Let's see what we got here. One, two, two more? Three more. I can save it to the next podcast. So again, I try to keep these about 30 minutes. Um, so I'll start off with these next podcasts. So at least I have somewhere to, to start and then I'll follow up with something else. So you guys... Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know it's crazy. It's raw. I make no sense sometimes. And this is the way I prefer it. You know, I try to be real. But, um, yeah. So I'm going to probably change the podcast. <laughs> With or without your vote. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you guys know, as I have mentioned before, on Tuesdays and Friday nights, I am on the Haunted Side Chat in on his YouTube, I am a moderator. So come in and say hi. Say hey, Patty podcast. I'm like, hey man, what's up? So, anyways, thank you everyone in California, uh, Europe, and Australia for listening to my podcast. Um, I noticed that my that the majority of my listeners are all female. So thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. It's definitely high up there on the percent. And then for um, age bracket, it showed me. Um, mid forties to fifties, so thank you everybody. Appreciate it. Appreciate it a lot, which is fine. That's cool. I don't want to necessarily reach the youngins, <laughs> so email me podcast in the title of the email if you don't want to. That's cool. No worries. Um, you guys message me on Facebook, Wisconsin Rescuers of the Supernatural. That's our Facebook page. So I think that's all I've got for today. And I shall return hopefully next Sunday if all goes well. I almost ran out of time and didn't have time to do this today, you guys. Almost. But I made it happen. Remember the um, vision boards. Something you're curious about? Work on it. Got questions? Let me know. Got questions about paranormal? Let me know. You got questions uh, something going on at your house? Let me know. Um, equipment? Let me know. I will help, man. I've already helped one person here in Wisconsin. She's being taken care of by another team because she was like over two hours away from me. So, yeah. All right, you guys. Everyone take care. Have a wonderful day. Uh, Happy Sunday. Have a wonderful week. And this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.